0: That Luke and I go way back Friday nights together and uh, it's great to be here with you tonight I just want to thank all those who have prayed and fasted and joined it joined us this week in that and uh, if you weren't able to that's okay as well so we don't want to we don't want to create a, a culture of uh, condemnation or anything like that here um, but we do appreciate those who have uh, caught onto these uh, January... Uh, where we fast and pray together. I'm also excited about that it's only come out yesterday, the ACC uh, churches are going to be praying for 21 days all across Australia for a concerted effort to pray for our nation, to pray for our uh, leaders, uh, to pray for our states. It's going to be a great time, I believe, of uh, giving out spiritually to our nation. The world won't see us, so to speak, doing that, but I know it's going to have a great impact. Um, So... Um, to start off, we'll, we'll look at a couple of scriptures. If you have your Bibles, you can check these with me. Uh, Revelation 2 verse 7. I've been excited about tonight. I, I know that when we come together for these special uh, moments like this, God does something significant in people's hearts. And I think tonight we're going to start something and we're gonna, we will complete it on Sunday. But uh, I don't want you to miss out on what God wants to do in your life in 2018. Our theme for this year—it's not a matter of oh, what shall we think of? You know, uh, I, I got away for a few days back in November, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me at that time, and um, the—I the, guess—the word that kept coming to me was fruitfulness. So our theme for this year is going to be fruitfulness, and um, uh, it, it's not a gimmick, but I think it's—it's it's catching on to the, the 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 wave of the Spirit of where God wants to take us. So please don't allow negativity to to settle in your spirit, to say, oh, there's a gimmick again. We've had grow. We've had uh, freedom. Uh, you know, now we have fruitfulness. You know what? If you see it as a gimmick, that's all that it will be in your life. But if you get on the, the, the wave of what the Holy Spirit is doing in this church, then you will have an amazing year. So I've just given you a little bit of advice there. But Revelation 2 verse 7 in the New Living says this, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit. I find these scriptures amazing because it says it a lot in the Bible. Anyone with ears, Do you know anyone with ears around here? We've all got ears, but we can't all hear. And it's not about deafness I'm talking about. So anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. So, A great launch for our year this year is that scripture because God is the one who wants to... Give you fruit. Poke someone and say, God wants to give you fruit. Put your hand up if you hate it when the preacher says do that. First Corinthians 12, verse 10. I'll read the whole scripture. That's only that's only a little portion of it. It says this: He gives one person, this is the Holy Spirit, He gives one person the power to perform miracles. they are talking about gifts that God gives. And another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in an unknown language while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. I want us to hone in on this, the very middle bit of that scripture. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Having hearing ears that hear in the spirit is called discernment. It's a special word tonight. We need to you know understand what that word discernment means. Um, discernment is the ability to judge to evaluate, to recognise what's from God and what's not. And so hopefully tonight we'll start to go on a track with the Lord this year that helps us to tune our ears to what God is saying and doing. And and I, I hopefully we can get excited about that as we go. But God wants us to hear um, and be attuned together. Not just individuals, randomly one person's hearing, one person's not. I want us to go on a journey this year that's going to produce fruit. And that's when we start to listen to what God is saying and go there together. So um, at times you hear things um, and you know straight away what spirit it's from. and, And you know it's not from God. I hope that you've you've experienced that at some point in in your experience where someone will come to you, sounds like a great idea, they're like excited, they're they're motivated, and you just think, but there's something isn't right with that. And we're going to hopefully cover these things this weekend as we go. But not everything, here's a saying of mine, not everything that comes in a tube is toothpaste, and not everything that people talk about is from God, even though it sounds spiritual. We need to understand that right from the start. If you're a new Christian, you need to understand it because people will come and tell you things. It sounds spiritual. It sounds plausible. It sounds right, but it may not be from God. It's like the the story goes, getting the deep heat and brushing your teeth with it. It's not toothpaste just because it comes in a tube. We've got to discern the difference of those operating the Spirit of God, or actually those operating in the Spirit of God, you'll understand the structure um, that God institutes of order within the church. And I think that's where the, the biggest area of discernment we need is when something is is pushed or something is spoken of that is not in order how it fits within the local body. I know some people are already starting to get nervous. So we must, so we often miss the commission of God because we can't see the, importance, the important steps that prepare us in ministry. I'm going to look at some of those today. And I think this is going to relate to some people who, who maybe are just developing their understanding of God. And for some of us who've been around for a lot longer, it'll still be helpful. So sometimes we, we can be looking so hard for what God wants us to do, we can't hear what he's saying. And so many people are asking questions like, what's my ministry? Uh, where do I fit? That's the wrong question. And hopefully you'll see the right answer tonight and it'll be it will be made clear to you as we go. Luke chapter 19 verse 30 tells us this. Here's Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, go into that village over there and as you enter it, you'll see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. Now I'm speaking to us tonight who have been given get the donkey ministry. So right now, everyone in this room, we have been anointed for get the donkey ministry. Is that okay? So this is one of those lessons that Lifts the lid and allows us to grow spiritually, individually, and together. So, whoever thought that um, getting the donkey was important, donkey. First of all, I want to honor all our workers and volunteers and servants in the church for what you do. Because it's not always glamorous. Could you imagine if you were the disciple asked, hey, go into town and get the donkey. You'd be like, no, it's not glamorous. That's not important. But it has eternal power and significance that that simple donkey ride that Jesus took into Jerusalem later that day. Changed history. Paved the way for Jesus to enter Jerusalem for the final time ready for his uh, crucifixion and all that stuff. All because two disciples obeyed the Lord to do something so basic and so insignificant. And I want us to consider the insignificant moments that are doors that may be opportunities for us and think, God, will I obey your call to go and just get the donkey today? Whatever that looks like, I don't want to even give any examples, but there are are donkeys that are before us every day, that we need to realize the eternal significance of just doing that task. If we can grab a hold of this, I'll tell you something, it's the gateway to fruitfulness in your life. It's a gateway to, to being satisfied with your Christian walk. We're not going to ask for hands tonight, but I know there are a lot of Christians who, who don't get it. They're ne- never, never satisfied. Don't put your hand up. But there are people who, who walk through this Christian walk and they go, I'm not satisfied. I'm, they come to church, it's dry. It's, it, it's not feeding me, it's not filling me. You know what? Church fellowship like this was never meant to, to fulfill that part of your life. Serving God and finding your place, finding the donkey, is what will fulfill that part of your life. You don't get that by sitting. So I want to give you a lesson on leadership. So if you're a leader here, it will relate to you. If you're, if you're not carrying a leadership burden or, or load right now, maybe um, you'll still learn some things in this anyway. When you pull up at an intersection behind another car, which this happened to me, so this is a very fresh revelation just this week. So if you were to concentrate on the car in front, and why it's not moving, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get impatient. You're going to maybe discover road rage, even. (laughs) I'm going to introduce something called church rage. But there's a valuable lesson in this. From where the lead car is, it has a, different perspective from where you are and they can see things that are coming that you're not seeing and so if you're going to sit at that intersection and look at their boot and go why aren't you going come on what are you waiting for but if you were to just maybe turn your head a few times and look beyond their car and see what else that they're seeing you'll realize why they're not moving it's a, it's a powerful principle and I think it was Wednesday morning coming down to church. I stopped at the bottom of the road and I was looking at the boot of that car going, come on, I've got things to do. I've got stuff I want to I be doing. Get out of my way. And as I was waiting, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and saying, you know, there's a lesson here. So God can speak to us in so many different ways, in powerful ways. So church rage or ministry rage, it develops in us when we think the car in front should be moving when things aren't moving fast enough for for us as a church then we have an opportunity for rage to to rise up so your leader in the church whether you're in a department whether you relate to the senior pastor or whatever it is your leader in the church is the car in front Now, this is not a a, a really glamorous message for for a pastor to speak to his own church, but I think they're just important lessons we need to learn because they're spiritual and they're foundations for fruit. So if we get these right, we'll be fruitful, and that's what we want to see. So as leaders, we've got to... uh, Now, speaking to our leaders, if you're a leader here tonight, put your hand up. That's a good thing to put your hand up for. A few leaders, that's good. If you're a leader, you've got to be cautious not to move from the tooting behind us. So you might be thinking, well, things have stopped a little bit, I don't know the way forward. I haven't got enough workers, haven't got enough stuff, we can't, we, we don't have the, the resources that we need to do this ministry better where I want it to go. So you're a little bit stuck there. And what happens at those times is there's those behind you, there's people in the congregation, there's other people serving with you, and they're, they're behind you, like doom d well, why aren't we moving? But see, they're seeing a different perspective. They're saying, we're not moving because we don't have some resource. We're not moving because we need some more volunteers and helpers. We're not moving because uh, other factors that, uh, that are affecting this area right now. And so that's why we're not moving. But you can't see that and you're like, bah, bah. move over, fatso. So the thing for, for leaders, speaking to our leaders, you've got to know who to listen to and discern what to listen to. Don't react from the tooting behind you. Hopefully this is helping people tonight. Don't react to the tooting behind you. As a church, we support and uphold our our leaders, and we want to move when they move. So for our church, be an encourager, not a tutor. It's really deep, isn't it? So deep. You've got to fast for four days to get a message like this. Imagine if I did a, a 21-day fast. But as, as, as our church, we want to support and uphold our leaders, don't we? We want to do that. And we want to champion them and, and we want to encourage them. Be an encourager, not a tutor. And we'll explain that as we go. Here's a great illustration of this principle. And, and this is one of those verses that you read and you're thinking, what on earth? And I love those, I love, I, and, and you know, it takes me years and years and years, but I keep coming back to a, a, a verse that's like, that, that's out there, God, and going, okay, you've got to show me how this fits in, because it all fits somehow. That's the amazing thing. I love the Word of God, because I, over a period of time, I'll figure it out, and the peace will come in. I'll go, awesome. So Ezekiel, thanks, Beth, for bringing Ezekiel in. But Ezekiel 1, verse 16 to 20, I'll put just the, the highlights there. I'll read it out to you. It's the story, who's heard the story about the wheels, within the wheels? Ezekiel sees this amazing vision in heaven, and he says, I saw I saw God, I saw heaven, and I saw the angels, or the, or the cherub, they call them, cherubim, and they're not boys or girls, apparently. They're, they're, they're the ones who don't have any gender. They're gender neutral. <laughs> they're, but they're, they're there, it's amazing beings in heaven. And it says this, he says, um, he saw these these things, these beings, and it says that, they had wheels, and the wheels sparkled as if made of, of beryl. All four wheels looked alike and were made the same. Each wheel had a, had a second wheel turning crosswise within it. And I was trying to find a picture of what this would look like, but I couldn't find anything that would give it justice. So I thought, well, just have to, you'll have to imagine. Um, it says the same wheel had, had a second wheel crosswise within it. Um, the, the beings could move in any of the four directions they faced without turning as they moved. Uh, the rim of the four wheels were, were tall and frightening and they were covered with eyes all around. You're thinking, eyes and wheels. And, 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 and when the, the beings moved, the wheels moved with them and where, where they flew, they fly. When they flew upward, the wheels went up too and the spirit of the living being was in the wheels. And so wherever the spirit went, the wheels went and the living being also went. Who's confused? Who's already spooked? Where's this heading? It's like, I i mean, when I read these, I'm like, come on. Think about the plumbers in the room. Ezekiel 10 verse 19, it's the same thing. It says, I looked and each of the four cherubim had a wheel beside him. And a cherubim's an angel. And, and the wheels sparkled like beryl. All four wheels looked alike and were made um, the same. Each, each wheel had a second wheel burning, uh, oh, sorry, turning crosswise within it. The, the cherubim could move in any of the four directions they faced without, without turning as they moved. You're like, what is... They, they, they can go in any direction without turning. Like, we can't understand this. They're spiritual things. Because you think you can't move in a direction without turning to that direction, can you? In the spirit, they can. They do whatever they want. So they could move in any of the four directions they faced without without turning as they moved. They went straight in the direction they faced, never turning aside. Both the cherubim and the wheels were covered with eyes. The cherubim—this is the bit. This is the amazing bit. The cherubim had eyes all over their bodies, including their hands, their backs, and their wings. He's got eyes everywhere. If we were to take this as a description of church being so functional that all parts move together, that's that's what... Yeah, I want you, to sh- what, want you to see in this picture, when you read it in the future, saying this is like, like an organism, a body that moves in any direction without turning, without breaking its stride. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of, of different things that work in a spiritual element that we can't understand in the natural. And, and all those eyes that it's talking about means it's a whole conglomeration of different individuals that come together in one body that sees in all different elements and, and ways and spaces. Oh I'm excited. See, wheels in wheels is ministry within ministry. Church within church. And eyes all over all, all over it on its back and on its wings and, and, and all over the place. The eyes are people in ministry who see spiritually. And I want us to be a church that is full of eyes, of people who see spiritually, who are connected to the wheels, who are connected to the cherub. I'll just throw one in. This is not not really great theology, and Pastor Colley's not here, so I can get away with anything. Is When we think of these cherubs, this is just a thought that I have. Like, you know, I'm not a theologian, but I think it, it, it it's revelationary, and I'll get away with it for tonight. In the book of Revelation, it says... When John starts to write the the revelation down, the 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 Holy Spirit says to him, you know, um, write the revelation down. What I'm just going to show you to the to the angel of the church in Sardis, to the angel of the church in um, wherever else they are, all these places in Greece and Turkey. He says to the angel of there, so to the cherub of that place, write this down, and I. This is just a theory. I I think it's just a a little bit of something going on. Hunger. That I think there is a cherub called One Heart Church. That the Holy Spirit says, write this down. And I want us to be a cherub church that is so united, so functional, that we are like those cherubs that we see in Ezekiel. That we can. We can change direction without losing momentum. That we can see eyes that are seeing all over and saying, we, we see what's happening in the world today. We know the seasons that, 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 that the Spirit is bringing us into, but we can't get that if we can't see or hear the Spirit because we're so focused on, on, on so minor things. All move in the same direction. They lift together. They land together. I want that to be a picture of one-heart church, one-heart culture. Wherever the Spirit went, the living beings went. And where all the living beings, let's go wherever the Spirit goes. It's amazing how it says where, where the Spirit went, all the living beings went. Are you a living being today? Living beings, let's go where the Spirit goes. Let's be focused on Holy Spirit What do you require from me? What do you want me to hear? Be focused on those things. So tonight's instructions, and we'll be finished soon. In Hebrews, it tells us two things to do for our leaders. Not toot-toot from behind either. Too often, we never give our leaders a thought says here in hebrews some instructions now you might be thinking why are you doing this rob because it's not only important that we as individuals develop the skills to become fruitful spiritually but we also need to develop the skills so that we can be fruitful as a church because you don't need to figure you don't need to look very hard to figure out that the church has remained pretty stable for a long long time i want to i want to tell you that you know the first few years i've kept accurate records of every every single week since i've been here of attendance so we're just measuring that there's other things you can measure for church health but just in that area the first year i I don't know what the year before was like so i've got those figures the second year i was here we we went up by about i think five percent it's like yay win the year after no it was only less than that it was only small three or so the year after that we went down I think the year after that we went down again. But it was sort of up and down all over the place, not really moving anywhere. Pretty much the same. But I gotta say, for the next for for the last three years, we've seen growth of up just on our Sunday services from one year was like 14%, another year was 10%, last year just gone was about 8.9%. They're things to celebrate. that's just one measure there's lots of other things that that we need to measure one one great thing that i can say is 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 the church is is financially stable the church isn't living above its means it was it hasn't always done that i want to say for for the last eight years we've lived within our means we're not spending what we don't have We're, we're managing we do have debt we're managing the debt managing it well my 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 desire this year is that we see um, that we smash the debt down a long way it'd be great if we could make it dissolve that would be awesome but you know we may not see that but but i i believe that we're going to see that debt coming down we've still got you know jobs out there to do we've got to do the fence along the boundary and do a retaining wall so our garden doesn't wash away anymore and then we're going to do the car park we're going to re-level all that that don't panic about the levels a lot of people say to me "Oh, it's okay it's not finished yet we're going to we, we can't get the finishing coat done for at least till march at least so we're not going to do all the other stuff and prepare it all and then it all washes away when it rains or something we want to prepare it once and have the guys ready to put the bitumen on top is that all right that's not in the notes tonight but there's some of the things i, I, I just see Going back to point number one, Hebrews 13.7 says, Remember your leaders and follow their example. So too often we never give our leaders a thought and we follow other voices. You know, something personally between between you guys, I'll give you a secret. Pauline and I were thinking about getting a new car. So we had an idea. Oh, we're going to get this one, this type of car. Oh, that'd be really good. But you know what? I'm ugly, but I'm not stupid. And so we talked to, to we talked to our mechanic, and said, "Hey, look, we're thinking about a new car." And they, said, well, look, they said, "According to your needs and your family's change and all that, why do you want to go one of them for? You should get something like this." I was like, "No, what I want to hear. I want a tough car." But you know what? You got to you got to get wisdom from where wisdom is found. So don't go to the dentist when you want to buy a new car. Find someone who's in that game. It just makes sense to me. And I'm glad that we followed the, the advice and the, the wisdom about that part of our life. But there are times in spiritually, well, I'm amazed people, I find out things too late and I go, people went to that person for spiritual advice? Like this is just a real key. You don't have to always go to the pastors for spiritual spiritual advice. But at least find someone who's bearing some fruit. Please. Go to someone who's 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 involved in some kind of serving others. Sometimes people who want to speak into your life have got no have got no place to do so. Take a take a tip from, for Hebrews thirteen seven. Remember your leaders and follow their example. Sorry for berating you there. Sorry, but too often we never give our leaders a thought, and we follow every other voice. See, there's a reason for that too. People can reject God's order because they've seen it abused or misused. If that's been your experience, you have you need to take it to God. Let that bad experience go. You know, I, I struggled a lot with authority in my life. And I had to come to a place where I've had to say, God, let it go. Because I had had issues from school. Didn't like teachers telling me. Didn't like going to the headmaster's office. I didn't like bosses. So all the way through my life, I had a struggle with leadership. And I had to come to that place where I said, God, and I've had bad leadership, and I've seen good leadership. But I've had to say, God, help me to deal with the, 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 the hurts of the bad. So that I can be normal in my reactions when I have to be and we have to be from now on. I want you to pray for your leaders. Whether you're in, if you're in a department, pray for your department leader. Pray for the pastors in the church. Pray for the ACC state leadership. Pray for our premier. If you come to our our Wednesday morning men's prayer you'll hear me pray for the premier every time. I pray for our prime minister. They need our prayers. I need your prayers. Pray for, pray for your leaders. Serve alongside them, and be encouraging to them. We've got a bad pattern sometimes of thinking of leadership. Well, that's it. We're all serving them, on the top of the pyramid. No, no, no. I know the load I carry, and I'm not at the top. <laughs> if you think that's how it works, that's not. Second one. Hebrews 13.17 says obey your spiritual leaders now please get my heart here this is not about control it's not a control thing it's about order that brings about direction that brings security and brings fruitfulness as a whole to the church yeah has that been misused before yes has that been abused before yes but I hope in our leadership with our leadership team that we won't do that to the church that we won't put people under those kind of abuses to the best of our ability wheels within wheels eyes on our hands on our back as described in Ezekiel looks weird but it functions perfectly you know what I don't care if we look weird as a church I don't care if people can't understand us but i want us to move in the spirit things where we don't break momentum because you know something in the spirit what we see with these cherubim is it says they move wherever the spirit leads without turning it's not logical but i've seen so many times i've been in leadership a long time since i've been about probably 25 been involved in various areas of leadership on boards as a youth pastor and all sorts of different roles in between and i've seen churches where it's like they do they do change direction but it's not flawless and it loses half the church along the way and it breaks people down because they're saying but but you you, you're not going to do my ministry anymore but but and then that they're hurt and they're broken they get left behind and so that that whole wheel falls off we don't want it we want to be wheels within wheels of just saying yeah we, we know each other. We love each other. We understand the, the motivation behind what we're doing and we're moving forward, whatever that forward direction is. I just wish I could have had a, a picture of this. We need some people who are graphic and, and can do video productions of anything we can imagine and make me a TV show and make me look really good. It's a joke but you need to understand this because this is the, 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 the main thing for tonight when Jesus is in the right place we can honour our leaders right it's not something I demand and I can tell you this for, for all the years I've been here I've never said to anyone to call me pastor the only exception would say when we're in church maybe think it's good if we people know if they don't know who we are to say this is our pastor but beyond that i don't i don't need people to call me pastor and we don't make a big deal of that really in this church but when jesus is in the right place we can honor our leaders the right way you won't see or you can't see what they what they can from where you are And you just need to realize that sometimes. So there may be great ideas that God's stirring within you. You bring it to a leader and they say, well, that's not what I really need right now. Going away to cry about it and tell all your friends how how mean we are, that doesn't help us with our direction. That's not a wheel within a wheel. That's something else. So here's a few things. Wheels within wheels. how we become a wheel within a wheel and an eye in all that. Number one, be committed to Jesus and put Him first. Because one of the big things I think we're going to work on this year to be more fruitful as a church is learning to honour one another. started talking tonight about discerning of where something comes from and we've really got got to have a love tough where our love tough comes out when someone starts to say, Oh, you know what, I'm really disappointed. Come on, let me down. It didn't take me fishing. So you go, oh, wait, hey, hang on. I want to be love tough right now. I'm committed to put Jesus first, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to gossip about other people. Oh, gee, what kind of a church is that? But when we're committed to Jesus and we're in love with Jesus, and we got we've got to. We've got to Question ourselves all the time. I've got to do this all the time because I tell you, I've got I've got a, a natural tendency for negativity and to attack. It's my it's my instinct. But I I, I can't leave that. I've got to say, Jesus help me to deal with this in the right way so that I don't go on the attack all the time. Um, but if I'm committed to Jesus and put Him first, then He deals with those things in me, and then I can be better to everyone. And we've got to spread that among ourselves, among the church. Second thing, decide tonight to be the best server your leader has. Again, it's not about control, it's not about manipulating you into serving in the church. These are the, the things you can serve in the church and and, and and be the worst pain in the neck. It's not about serving for serving's sake. We serve to be fruitful because we love Jesus. Joseph Prince, I heard recently he said, grace is the root. And righteousness is the fruit. And we want to be producing fruit of righteousness because of the grace of God that he put in us. Third one, don't be impatient when the car in front isn't moving. And I know you have many people here that are going to be full-time in ministry. Maybe not here. I don't know when or how. But I know that God is starting to take a hold of your life, starting to say, there's something more I want from you. And it's very easy when you have that stirring in your heart because you might have 10 or 15 or 20 years before you. Because I know when I felt the call to be a pastor, I, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. I didn't know. But I just knew God was talking to me. But then I start, to think, I start getting impatient. God, what are you putting me with all these, these idiots? I know more than the pastor. Why isn't he doing it this way? Now I'm, oh, I've done the toot, toot, toot. Come on. I'm on the board. You do what I tell you. I tell you. But don't be impatient when the car in front isn't moving. Because I'll tell you the truth. I've seen this happen in, in churches and in ministries. For, for leaders, even in pastors, the toots from behind get so, so annoying, they drive out and get cleaned up. And they're no longer in ministry. No longer serving God. Because they, they moved because someone tooted, not because they heard God. And the last one, always be willing to be the one to get the donkey. I'm not giving any illustrations of what the donkey looks like. You can close your eyes and make your own imagination of what Jesus is telling you to go and get for him. But I tell you what, those things get recorded for eternity. And we don't don't want to miss that eternal moment that we have to serve Jesus why don't we stand to our feet tonight I want to pray for people here who need to be healed from past leadership hurt I'm not going to ask people to come out the front as such um, but I know when when God was dealing with this in me in this week I had to come to a place where I am saying God I'm going to let go of hurt I'm going to let go of disappointments. I'm going to let go of those times that they didn't listen to me. I want to let go of the times where they misunderstood me. I want to let go of the times where they it seemed like they deliberately used me or they deliberately abused me. That could come from even within your family, but it's a leadership thing. Maybe it was a teacher at school. Maybe it was a, a, a person who you work with. Maybe it was a boss, an employer. I don't know particularly what I'm dealing with tonight is things that have hurt you in the church and you'll be thinking well God I've been in this church for so long I've been being a Christian I even changed churches and did everything I could to try and get beyond this but there's no fruit this is a year to be fruitful and I can tell you right now if you want if you want that in your life right here now you're going to say God I want to let that stuff go I want to let that stuff go so right now I'm going to pray for you. The Lord knows who you are. You don't need to, you know, really do anything. Just receive this prayer. Lord, I pray for people to be healed tonight from their past hurts. Maybe they've been abused. Maybe they've been in, in a religious institution that, that, that didn't make sense, or maybe there was there was different things where they, they broke rules they didn't know about. But Lord, I just pray today people be released that the lid comes off their life right now to be free, to be fruitful. Holy Spirit, I just pray, blow upon people right now here in this place. Just begin to touch people's hearts. As they just begin to maybe record, go back in time to some of those issues that came up, those hurts that they had, that even though they've forgiven, there's still something that won't let go. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you pour in to every person here today who's feeling that. Release them of that burden right now in Jesus' name. I also want to pray for people who've, who who just desire to go further. That you desire to be fruitful. You don't want to live life and go and and just go through and say, "Well, I don't know what the purpose was." I don't know what I was here for. You desire to go on with Jesus. Maybe for this one we could um, respond by, by coming forward. Myself, Pastor Pauline, Pastor Michael and Josh, we we'll, just love to lay hands on you and pray. Perhaps we could have um, Beth, you could lead us in something and, and just... Um, have a a moment of worship but uh, I just want you to respond to this saying God I want to be obedient to you I'll get the donkey I want to go further because as that lid gets lifted off individuals the lid gets lifted in our church the lid gets lifted in our church so why don't you come Beth you got something we can sing So team, just invite you to come and just come now, Michael and and Josh, and just begin to pray for people here tonight.